We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's welcome in to the Lucky Lefty Podcast, former Notre Dame defensive lineman and hopefully soon to be friend of the program for a long time, NFL player Jerron Jones. Welcome to the Lucky Lefty Podcast. My brother, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Man, how are you doing? Wonderful. wonderful. We've been talking about Marcus Freeman and uh, this environment that he's created where we basically just kind of say, you know, one-on-ones and competition each and every day. He's putting the stake in the middle of the field and letting the dogs go compete and see who comes up with it. And in that type of environment, he's able to identify talent and other attributes to say we need to get the best guys on the field. For you, you came to Notre Dame as an offensive lineman, and then it was identified that you might be better for the team on the defensive side of the ball. Just talk about that transition and then going back to the offensive side of the ball when you got to the next level. Is it difficult to do that, or is it really just about going where you're best needed and where you're best fitted and suited? Uh, for me, actually, I mean, I mean, I just did the switch when I got to the league. I mean, Notre Dame recruited me the whole time as a D lineman because I kind of said early in my recruitment that I didn't want to be an O lineman. Looking back on it, it was kind of a dumb decision. <laughs> yeah, you skipped that on he stands for about four years. <laughs> I did. I did. And I wish I, and you know, looking if I was thinking career wise, you know, that would probably be something I wouldn't wanted to do. But you know, I just love playing defense. And, you know, I just love the knack of going after the ball, you know, tackling the you know, you grew up playing shooting my bust them up, you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, you know, it's just, just straight natural instinct. So <laughs> For me, when I got to the league and once I switched over, it was kind of like going back to college all over again because I had to start from scratch of learning the things that guys in that position would normally learn in college. I had to start from the basics. Uh, so, you know, it was, a, it was a tough four years, you know, just trying to pick up a playbook and then also trying to block a dude on the other side of me who runs a four or five off the edge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, you know, you just learn to be a quick learner. You learn to adapt. You learn to, you just learn to fight to survive out there. And, you know, once you kind of get in that mode of competing and, you know, like you said, how Coach Freeman is creating that 
that atmosphere of, you know, let the dogs eat, you know, that one-on-one competition, you know, that's what the league is pretty much all about. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And that's the importance of, you know, in some ways, if you're going to get more reps on in preseason, then if you're not going to get more reps in preseason, or if, you know, you make the roster or get that extra special teams rep that, you know, can give you a chance to make one more play than the competition that you're going against to make roster spots. Because, you know, there's 90 guys in the preseason and, you know, it, it goes on to 53. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, you got to create that atmosphere. And, you know, for guys to learn that in college rather than, you know, try to adjust to it in the league, there's no – I feel like there's no acclimatization period where during Kelly's era we had that time where, like, no, nah, like, looking back, when I wish you threw us into the fire. You know, that's the only way we got better. You know, those times when all those – think about the year where 2014, where we're – where we starting out 7-0, and you know, we, we got we're, – we're a healthy team, and then after that we suffer a lot of injuries. And you look at USC game at the end of the season, we're getting blown out by USC. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? After the same year, we shut out Michigan. We get blown out by USC at the end of the season. And not not to throw shade at the program or nothing like that, but, like, it was just for our freshmen and sophomores that got thrown into the fire during that game, they weren't ready, but it, it got them better. You know what I'm saying? Getting those live bullets. Because look at that. Look at from that loss in 2014 and going into 2015, we were looked at as a playoff team because we had so much depth because, you know, we had guys that got thrown into the fire, you know, that got put in these live competition periods and, you know, guys were ready. You know, it was like, you know, everybody's job was up for grabs going into 2015. I know we had a lot of seniors and stuff, but straight up. Nobody's, nobody's job was you know, nah, locked that, down. Not that yeah, like, like, like that, like that, like that was a crucial camp that year. Oh like, man! You know what I'm saying? Oh man! Everybody was good that year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had, we we had a lot of talent in a lot of different areas. So, you know, I feel like for him to create this atmosphere at Notre Dame, I feel like looking into next year, this this game is big because going into next year, I think we should be champ- national championship or bust. Just That's the right. talent we got, you know, just the young cats we got, and you know. <laughs> all the injuries we suffered upon the O-line, you know, all those guys having to step in and get those live bullets, you know, everybody's going to be ready. Everybody's going to be feeling like they're ready to play in the game going into next year. So I feel like, you know, we'll fare better in the competition because, like, that Ohio State game, I ain't going to lie. Like, it's, <laughs> it's going to tell a lot. Like, <laughs> it's going to tell a lot. Like, you know, I feel a lot better going into Ohio State with Freeman as head coach than Kelly. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash wire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. See, and that and he ain't even and coach and coach Freeman ain't even coach a game yet, man. That's and he ain't even coach a game yet. You know what I'm saying? Wow. <laughs> and now I'm not talking about you. Gotta, again, you I, love, also... I love playing for Coach Kelly. Kelly was a winner, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like Coach Freeman is gonna actually have those dogs ready to go to battle. You and, know what I'm saying? And you speak talking about ready to go to battle and especially being flat, and we talked about that being the difference. If anything, that Freeman's gonna change is not having the team come out flat, but then you also got to think about Elston. Elston has been a big key in, in Coach Kelly's tenure there, but you've directly been in, in Elston's camp during the time you was at Notre Dame, but just talk about his impact because Marcus Freeman's got him calling the defense going into this Oklahoma State game majorly, but what do you think about Coach Elston's impact in this game and just his defensive acumen moving forward. Personally, I love Coach Elson to death. I think he's ready for this. I think okay. I think it's been a long time coming because he's been he's been there since Bobby Diaco was DC. Oh you know man! <laughs> so he had he had Diaco, he had Van Gorder. I mean, take I mean take it for what you want. You can say whatever you like about Van Gorder, but Van Gorder. He ran a. He taught people a lot about the game. You know what I'm saying in general, and he he made he made the importance of film study. He made the importance of learning the playbook. He made the importance of knowing what the offense does. He made that important, and that's important, and that's crucial to a player's learning. And I feel like, even though that didn't go as plan necessarily for whatever reason i don't know that that's above me i was just there doing my job i felt like you know a lot of guys got better from his system i felt like you know you look at guys that have played under him matthias farley is still playing right now you know yeah, what i'm saying matthias still is still great. Yeah. <laughs> exactly matthias <laughs> is a great leader and i felt like you know guys that have played under him you know, say what you want about him, but like guys that have played under him have, you know, done good things. You know what I'm saying? So 
him. Then you go to Elko. You go to Coach Lee. And now Coach Freeman. I feel like he's been a part of every defense that Notre Dame has. You know, all the defensive schemes and stuff like that. I feel like he's a, he'll be a great defense coordinator, especially when we play different teams that run different systems. I feel like he will always have an idea. Exactly. That's what I'm yeah. trying to say. An idea of, you know, what we need to change if, you know, because like, you know what I'm saying? Like, look at the time when we were going three, four against Florida State and how that Florida State had the quarterback run kill us. You know what I'm saying? We can switch to a three, four. You know, I feel like, again, I just feel like he's ready. I and just like describe describe how Elson has changed as a coach through the years because, you know, I don't think he was – the I don't think he necessarily changed. He's always been a great coach. He's always, he's always related well to players. He's always, you know, especially with the Notre Dame recruitment. I feel like he's played. He's always played a big part in recruiting. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Um, I I know sure as hell Coach Elson was the reason I came to Notre Dame. <laughs> that, that was <laughs> that was that was who I was talking to all the time. And that's and if I talk and if I was to talk to anybody that's still in the staff, it's Coach Elson the most. So I mean. He plays a big part in, you know, getting that defensive talent there. <laughs> hey, he's got a resume that's long, too. He does. He can, he can definitely he turn does. around and be like, I got all these NFL guys. Especially a dude that played at Michigan, too. You wouldn't expect that. Like, he played at <laughs> Michigan. You, you expect them, like, you know, to – Like, for him to be, like, as loyal as he is in Notre Dame, like, I feel like this, this is, like, huge. Yeah, it's huge because he definitely can uh, <laughs> give us the side eye, especially because Michigan in the playoffs right now. Exactly. And that's his own modern. <laughs> so I do want to ask, too, we talk about a lot about development. And we obviously I know you saw a little bit of Ian Book playing last night. But just talk about that. And we put an offense there, the Saints offensive line on the Teddy train. But just explain how hard it is. First game as an old lineman when you've been switching around in and out. How hard is on Monday night football to block a playoff type of caliber defense? Well, I can't speak for that because I've never played in a regular season game, but I can tell you one thing, especially hearing that, you know, Ian Book didn't get like the practice live practice reps that, you know, normally that you, a QB one would get throughout a week of practice because they had a COVID breakout for, you know, COVID breakout amongst the team and whatnot. So I knew that he was going to have an uphill battle. And, you know, Miami defense is a really good defense. They <laughs> complex scheme. No you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a dude that came from Bill Belichick, the wizard of defense. So, yeah, it's, it's tough. You know what I'm saying? And you look at a guy, I was, okay, so. I was thinking about when I when I was watching this game last night, I couldn't help but think about guys that like Cam Newton. Everyone's saying that Cam Newton's washed. Everyone's saying that he, you know, you can say whatever you want about him, but look at ever since he got re- first got released from Carolina, Cam Newton has yet to have an offseason. Cam Newton didn't have, you know, the preseason games and a new playbook that, you know, every other quarterback gets, he didn't get the full camp experience, you know, with Carolina this in, this coming season. Obviously, last year with COVID and stuff like that, he didn't get the full preseason experience because we didn't play nobody in the preseason during COVID. So you got to think about stuff like that. And look how – and you can just look 
see how much a guy like him has struggled. So you can't expect a guy like Ian Book to go out there and, you know, put up Drew Brees numbers, Jameis Winston numbers, guys who have actually played the game, guys who have seen what regular season defense is like. The Miami Dolphins, I'm not saying the Miami Dolphins are, you know, the Los Angeles Rams or something like that, but they're a good defense. Good you defense. know what I'm saying? They are a good defense. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, I'm, I'm sure they're top half in the league. So, they get paid you know, you can't dollars. expect – yeah, you can't. You got you to gotta rely on other ways other than your quarterback to win you the game. You know what I'm saying? You got to – You got like like Coach Champagne was saying, he just wants this the game to be close at the end of the game so – you know, we can run whatever we can run. But, like, you know what I'm saying? You can't expect him to go out there and win you the game. You know what I'm saying? You got to rely on guys like Alvin Kamara. You got to rely on your defense. You got a top five defense in the league. You know what I'm saying? They got to they gotta score you some points. Just like Miami scored. That's how Miami put got that up. game around. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Sure. So, you know, he had an uphill battle. It, development is crucial. The practice reps are crucial. That's the whole point I mean, you can only do so much film study, but it's different when you're actually out there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you actually got the live bullets because you're thinking so much faster. It's different when you're just looking at a screen. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not saying you don't see a lot with the screen, but I'm just saying it's different when you actually experience it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're actually getting the muscle memory, the reps, the the body experience, all that. You gotta you gotta have it all to go That's out there right. and perform and be top tier at what you do. That's right. And, and, and with that being said, too, we also talk about Harry Heastead. Now, you've been playing D-line so many years at Notre Dame going against that 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 route of all those type of guys we had at Notre Dame on the offensive line. What was it about going against those guys led by Harry Heastead that was different than other D-linemen, I mean, other O-linemen that you faced in your college career? I wouldn't say it was nothing really different. I mean, it was a lot different, actually. I think that's <laughs> but uh, what and one of the things that actually stick out the most was just how relentless he was. He was a relentless coach. You know what I'm saying? He never let up on his guys. And I'm not gonna lie, that kind of intimidated me from making the switch. Cause it was like, yeah, I don't need to go to film on a Sunday after we don't played on Saturday, and Sunday's yeah. my only day off where I get to, you know, actually rest and recuperate my body. But like, yeah, you know, he, was actually preparing, he, he was preparing those guys for something greater. And, you know, obviously me being 18 to 22, I wasn't looking at it that way. I was just trying to get through the day. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. So I felt like, you know, preparing those guys for the long haul, the long run, preparing these guys to be relentless and always go out there to compete, you know, the always the aspect of togetherness, you know, the O-line went out together as a unit, you know what I'm saying? They never, you know, how D-line, you know, right, 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 right when the, right when practice is about to start, right when the horn's blowing, the D-line are running in, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I was running in, right? When yeah, the o line are literally out there 15 minutes before practice getting extra work in, you Every know what day. I'm saying? Every day. It didn't matter if it was a Sunday, whatever day it was, they out there, they get out of meetings late and they still get out to practice, get out to practice 15 minutes before everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They they really in their own world during the season. They they in their own little cocoon. And and that was one of the things I've always respected about, because like, it was like, they did something that back when I was 
in college I didn't think I could do. So I've always had tremendous respect for those guys and, you know, learning. Obviously, just watching that had an impact on me because this is how I address practice every day. I try to be as relentless as I can now. I try to compete and try to get the most I can out of every practice. I mean, I'm not don't – get, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not out there, you know, taking extra reps after practices or whatnot after that. But, you know, I take the weight room seriously. I take meetings seriously. I take, you know – I try to do everything with a relentless – a relentlessness as if Coach Easton was coaching me, you know what I'm saying? Within the hours of me being there, you know, I try to get the most out of my time. So, you know, just just watching the, watching him run that O-line culture from being on the other side of the ball has an impact on me to this day. So, you know, I've always had tremendous respect for those guys. Man, hell yeah. And I think him coming back is going to help us. Is he coming back? I didn't know that. I don't know that. Oh, yeah. You know, he definitely, I mean, uh, Coach Kelly leaving a lot of things and change. I think he felt more comfortable coming back. But I definitely wanted to bring you on, too, to ask you why or what is it going to take for us to win a championship? Why haven't we won it? What's Why can't we get over that hump? Because it's, it's a question that still stands for us to this day. Well, I feel like a lot of us for – whenever we were there we had the injury bug but then we also had we just i don't know <laughs> i really don't know because we had some we had some really talented cats on our team a lot of talented dudes who could really play some ball like 2015 i still believe to this day we were completely healthy i think we were won the national championship that year um but this year i mean in this day and age, college football, I think it's turning into an arms race, you know, with this whole NIL stuff mm-hmm. and now how much kids can get at whatever school they can go to and whatnot like that. So, See, Texas is paying people 50000 they owe line. Would you have went to Texas if it was back then? I mean, think about it. <laughs> think about it. I, bro, think about it. Think about it. You would. You I want you to think about this. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about this. You're 18 years old. Now you want to justify you're 18. Yeah, duh. You're you're coming out of high school where you rely on your parents for money. And your parents. So you're taking the cash. Just tell it straight up. You're taking the cash. Yes. Without a doubt. I'm signing the dotted line. (laughs) So so you're saying the difference is Notre Dame gotta start signing them checks for us to get over in the arms race. It's not even really Notre Dame because it's more so the state of Indiana. State of Indiana has because you know how the NIL is state regulated. Okay. State regulated. So the NIL, I guess, with like in Indiana, is like I don't know exactly what law or tweak within the law that it is that they have, but like in Indiana, the like the athletes can't really get the big bags that like they get in Alabama, Louisiana, California you know, places like that. So I think that played a really big part into Kelly leaving. Oh, Me personally. Okay. Because because you know, that's mm. what college football is, that's what college football has turned into because you know that's that's how guys are learning these kids, you know, with these deals. These it's no longer about the education or the tradition or, you know, the whatever state of year program. It's not about that anymore. It's like who who offering 
who handed out the most cash? <laughs> I ain't talking about who got the most cash. Because I mean, but like, but like, I don't blame these kids though, because like, NCAA is getting millions of dollars off of, off of us playing on TV. Right. And, you know, we ain't seeing none of it. You know what I'm saying? So like, when you wait too long for something that should have been happened to happen, it's gonna happen like this. So now, yeah, kids is gonna think money first. Money talks. You know what I'm saying? That's what, and that's what this world is consumed of. People who want money. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we thought we've been saying that Notre Dame has to get creative. You know, whether it's creating, creating a trust from an endowment or something, doing something to make itself attractive, being a private university to go up and not compete. Because we talked about this too, right? We put up a list on Monday. Notre Dame is the fourth most talented team uh, amongst the teams in the college football playoff and the New Year's uh, New Year's Six Bowls. Yeah, and I, Notre Dame only has one five star, and like Alabama and Georgia have like fifteen and sixteen. <laughs> respectively. So it's like it's not you don't get in the arms race you talked about to get to fifteen, but you at least have to get to five or six to become more competitive, right? Yeah. And I don't even think it's Notre Dame's fault. I, again, I think it's just that law because, bro, like Notre Dame is like one of the most nationally renowned programs in the country. Right. Everywhere, bro, I am from Rochester, New York. I'm in Rochester, New York, and I barely got because of the fact that I played at Notre Dame. Not because I played at Aquinas, not because I played in the NFL. It's because I played at Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame is loved everywhere. There are people who love Notre Dame everywhere. These kids can get money off of being at Notre Dame in their hometown. They don't even got to re really rely on the, just cause you're associated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just Notre Dame's just like one of those schools. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like now with this new NIL and stuff going on, I feel like Notre Dame will actually start seeing more five stars because you know, there's money, you know, there's money involved. Like, you know what I'm saying? Notre Dame, can, you can create your own money just by being associated with us. Right. Just go home. Just say, hey, I play at Notre Dame. Go, ho go home, go wherever. You know what I'm saying? Like, or just ball out at Notre Dame. They're going to want to give Notre Dame stars the money. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about, think about if a guy like Will Fuller was playing during this day and age where you can, Will Fuller wouldn't even need a first round contract. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm not saying that he needed that, but you know what I'm saying? Like he would have been well off before they even came. That would have been the least of his words. He probably could have retired after Notre Dame. <laughs> Facts. To be real. That was straight up. Because he was just he everybody Manti. Another example. Manti yeah, NIL, <laughs> he would have ate off the NIL. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
yeah. do Lucky Lucky Podcast. I'm Sean Davis at SD2 Mics with Malik Zaire, the original Lucky Lefty himself, overtime Malik special guest, Jerron Jones, is joining Man. us right now. And you know how excited as a former player were you from the time that Brian Kelly decided to leave to the time that Marcus Freeman actually became the next head coach of Notre Dame. We saw this swell of support for that movement before it even happened. We saw former players. You know, it didn't matter what era they came from. Like It seemed like every era of Notre Dame uh, former players were rooting for Marcus Freeman to get the job. You saw the fan base be on one accord, regardless of whether or not they were pro-Kelly or anti-Kelly. Have you ever felt like Notre Dame has been all in together as a fan base, uh, university, and former players and current players? unlike we've ever seen. This is, for me, I've been a Notre Dame fan my entire life. This is the first mm -hmm. time that I've felt this type of vibe ever. And does that, is that more inviting for you as a former player to be to want to be more involved and get back to campus? Yeah, honestly, it, it is because, you know, again, even the guy, even people that was for Kelly, whether you're against Kelly or whatnot, like, when that move happened, when Kelly went to LSU, everybody was calling for Coach Freeman. I mean, there were some guys calling for Urban, and I see why. I get it. But, like, you know, this move, I feel like this was the greatest move that Notre Dame has done. And I feel like – I really just feel like Notre Dame just gives him a chance. I really feel like he he may become – I feel like he'll be a turning point within this program for, you know, the future, you know, thinking about the future and the next step. You know, you think about all those times, you know, you think about programs like Syracuse basketball or Duke basketball that have had these coaches for a long time. And, you know, you don't know who their next coach is going to be. You don't know who they're going to hire next, but you know, a lot of times they end up hiring within the program. That's what that's what that's what this is feeling like, and I feel like it's just going to be like a new era of new magic, yeah, new 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 beginnings. You know, I feel like I feel like the sky's the limit for this program, and you know, especially in the state that Kelly left this program because when when Notre Dame was what Notre Dame was when Kelly got there, you can say what you want about the man; he turned that program around. He did. You know, <laughs> he did. <laughs> he was a winner. He, he yeah. won. When, when the last time Notre Dame saw a national championship? Yeah, really. I mean, I mean, I mean, say what you want about the result and whatnot, but us going to the national championship, us going to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we used to, we used to hope for that. We used to hope for a, a ten win season. Right. Ten win season. My question is though: Are you are you taking the money and running? Or are you gonna stay loyal to Notre Dame? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> I don't know. He's keeping it a buck, though. He's keeping it a buck. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that because, again, like, say he always been an LSU fan. So, like, can you really? He has been. A, he always been an LSU fan. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, it would be my dream to coach my favorite team. <laughs> That's straight up. <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't, like, like that man had his reason, and you know, you can't blame him for that. You really can't. Yeah. You can't. 
because I mean, if I was if I was just always Notre Dame blood through and through, you know, obviously I would stay. But like, you know, if I had like growing up, believe it or not, growing up, I actually hated Notre Dame before I went there. I actually grew I actually grew up in Virginia Tech. We, go, we get the we get the hindsight, the hindsight truth hour, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really hated it. I would have never went there. <laughs> no, no, no. The only reason, like the only reason was because like my dad loved Notre Dame and like I used to always just like always want to go against my dad so like when he liked the falcons i liked the, the, the team that was the best at that time when i was a kid which was the rams <laughs> so when my dad liked notre dame i liked the next best team i would see on t- that was when michael vick was on t- that was when michael vick was playing at virginia right. tech so i was like yeah i'm gonna like virginia tech and then you know yeah michael vick then you had marcus vick then you had sean lennon you had all those guys like i, I love virginia tech during those times you had cam chancellor mm-hmm. guys like that so you know if I still felt that way about Virginia Tech, and you know Virginia Tech offered me a crap ton of money, and I know I get it. I'm Notre Dame winning his head coach, which is I, I you mean know, you done an got absolute this. honor. <laughs> but you know if I felt if I felt that way as I felt like when I was a kid about Virginia Tech, and Virginia Tech offered me again a nine figure salary. <laughs> he said nine figure. Yeah, it's a lot of zeros. A lot of zeros. Yeah, like yeah. I'm. I'm yeah, I'm 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 gonna go to Blacksburg. You know, <laughs> he said all that to be like, hell yeah, I'm taking that money and going. What are you talking about? <laughs> all right, Jerron, thanks for joining us today. Before we before you get out of here, mm-hmm. we're gonna have you play a little game we call this or that right here. What I guess some lucky lefty podcast. And uh I'm gonna start it out. I'm interested in seeing how this vote goes because we had three votes for one guy and one vote for another so far. So, who was the best hooper on the yeah, Notre Dame was- football squad? He can't say, he gonna say himself, Jerron. No, 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 it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Like, like I, as much as I like to think I was good and stuff, I, it wasn't me. He had his Like, 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 dog, like, dog, like, dog, and, and, like, bro, like, the runs at Notre Dame used to be legit. Like even well, like with the regular stu- with the regular students, word like, the runs at Notre Dame used to be like even though football players weren't allowed technically, there was a a sign on in the locker room that said no basketball. We were still playing basketball. And <laughs> those, we and we used to get at, we used to get after it in raw. That's right. I would say the best hooper that I've seen. I have to go Everett. Everett was real good. No, Everett was real Everett good. Was t- said, hey, Everett was tough. I Everett said was... Mike McGlinchey, though, because Everett was a ball hog hey, for real. Hey, hey. McGlinchey. <laughs> okay, let me give you my five. See, I told you McGlinchey. Okay, okay. Jerron, Jerron, before you even get a five, I just want you to know that we had Tory Hunter Jr. on last Tory's week. Not, Tory, Tory nice. Tory said, Tory said he used to have Malik on lock. Nah, see, look, now you talking about no. Hey, hey, no. Everybody had Malik on lock. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, Malik, Malik. Nah, nah, nah. Malik, 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 wow, Malik, Malik got great handle on Malik because he's a streaky shooter, but like, you put that pressure on Malik. That's how you was a streaky shooter. See, I, see, now we got to pull up film. Now we got to pull up film. <laughs> <laughs> nah, okay. My five. My five. All right. Everett Golson. It was nice. It was nice. Tyler Hardy. 
Robinson. Corey oh. Robinson. Yeah, Corey was. Hey, yo. <laughs> hey, Corey, he called, he called I said it's blood though. Hey, Corey was man. Corey would dunk so easy and be like, "Oh yeah, I could just windmill like behind it." <laughs> like windmill. Corey could do all the like, tricks. Like it's nothing. <laughs> I forgot Corey was a awesome run. Your sound dropped a little bit. What was the last person you said? That's crazy. Who did you hear what he said? Who did he say? McGlinchy. Yes, Mike McGlinchy. Yep. Mike McGlinchy. And my fifth, even though he ain't hooped much, but like I felt like if we hooped a lot more, Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie was nice too. Ronnie was lazy. Ronnie was nice. Ronnie was nice. Ronnie, Ronnie had nice. game. And then my bench, my bench, like my guys that like I will put in rotation, Malik. I know I'll I'm go, on there. <laughs> I'll go, I'll go Tory. CJ. CJ is dumb nice. It would either be it would be out of CJ or Chris Fink. Hey, Chris Fink's Fink a little hooper too. Yeah. Fink, Fink got hooper hops. a little bit. <laughs> he does. Fox got hops. Fink got hops. Hey, Fink is windmilling. Yeah. Fink got talent yes. for real. Fink got hops. Wow. If they had to make a reboot, they shouldn't have made a reboot of Space Jam. They should have made a reboot of I, White Man Can't Jump. Bro, Fink. I call I call Fink the White Spud Web. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. Seriously, Fink was an athlete. I'm telling you. Fink was so, an athlete. So you know, this is the this is how it's breaking down right now. We've had five guests. We got three votes for Mike McGlinchey. We got one vote for Tory and one vote for Ed. Yeah. Who voted for Tory? 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he voted for himself. Yeah. Tory, Tory, like Tory can shoot. Tory can always shoot. All right. All right. We're going to run through this quick. All right. I just had to get that. Favorite place to eat on campus? Eat on campus. On campus or? Okay, in South Bend. No, no. Favorite place to eat in South Bend or the area. Okay, now nah, that's tough. That's tough. Cause South Bend do got South Bend do got some eat. Hey, I go, I go Soho. Soho or JJ's? Yeah, Soho or JJ's. Yeah, we hear JJ's a lot. All right, chocolate chip cookie or oatmeal raisin? Chocolate chip. Yep. Ah, Jay Z or Nas? Jay Z. Lots of mob deep. Lots. Chopped cheese or a slice? You can't go locks against Mob Deep. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about that. That's not fair. You got to go like locks against like Wu Tang Clan or something like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll give not, you that. No, no, no. Because no. if you go just the locks, I mean, you got, have to go like locks against like maybe like Ghostface and Raekwon. Oh, man. You build now. You got to build a super team to go up against the lot. <laughs> I know, but like, but like I'm saying, like, my deep, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can go a tribe called Quest. True. Facts. Yeah, definitely. Facts. Or just go hold native tongue against the locks. Nah, straight up. Chopped cheese or a slice? Slice? Slice. Uh, he ain't no real New Yorker. He ain't no real New Yorker. No you go with the chopped cheese, Malik. No, 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 because real New Yorkers. I mean, even though there is chopped cheese, like real New Yorkers get steak sauce. That's what we get. See, he, he's I'm state, that, that's that upstate. 
That's that. Yeah, that's that Canada. That's that Canada. You probably get a slice of Canadian ham. Man. You don't even get the bacon. Yeah, all right. We, we talking about steak. We ain't even. Ta- we ain't even talking. We ain't even talking. Yeah, we talking about steak, bro. Right. Yeah, straight up. Don's a certified lover boy. <sighs> Call me when you get lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great I ain't gonna lie, they both was good albums, but but like there's albums that are out there that that's better than both of them. Oh, facts. Lots of the, uh, little baby or dub baby. Little baby. All right. Nets or Knicks. Who? Nets or Knicks. Now, in terms of winning championship, <laughs> in terms of winning a championship, you go Nets. But like you know, in terms of who you want to see win more, I'll go Knicks. That's fair. Right. I like I like I, I like I like seeing I like seeing happiness at the garden. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can agree you, with you, that. You know, you know, like the Bing Bong videos, like outside of the garden, like yeah. I like those. I like those. <laughs> we had man, we actually had a debate on which borough had the best food. And most said people the BX. Went, yeah, most people went BX or either Harlem. So in your opinion, which borough has the best food? Well, I'm bougie, so I'm gonna go to Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> he was honest. He's like, I'm yeah, bougie. Yeah. He 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 like, like, he like Malik, to Malik, sit down. No, when I'm in New York, I get I get super bougie for some reason. Yeah, he like that's to just sit the down only that's the country. only place that's the only place I be bougie at. Nah, straight up. <laughs> it's crazy because anytime I come in town, I'm like a creature of habit. So I always I think they changed the name. It used to be called the London NYC. I think mm-hmm. they changed the name of it. And I used to come out because I would I would go to sleep and I wouldn't come out until like after eleven. Yeah, because that's when the city is like vibrant. And I would yeah. always go to this spot called the Brooklyn Diner. The Brooklyn. And they Diner. had these wings on the menu called incendiary wings. Man, they were fire. And I would sit there. They give you twelve wings. I would sit there chill, and some of everybody would just come through. It was the Brooklyn oh, Diner in Manhattan. I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, I right outside of Times Square. Yeah, it's it's fire. And then I would go to this spot on 45th and 44th and 6th called the Red Flame for breakfast every day. Damn. Oh, I'll go to this place called Cerebeth. They got this stuff, French toast. Where is it at? It's in, it's in Tribeca. It's called Cerebeth. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have um, to check it back. Hey, I'm telling you, French toast is off the chain. Best French toast I've ever had. Stuff French toast. Stuff French toast. Hey, yeah. we better than like, Yelp reviews now. You know, <laughs> culture, look hey, I, hey, you know I ain't this fat for no reason. <laughs> we got a question from uh, one of our uh, subscribers. He says, Rex Mike says, yo, the best wings in South Bend. Definitely JJ's. It's not JJ's. Shoot. Mm. Where you gonna go? See, like, I, I, don't get me wrong. Like, I like JJ's because of the lemon pepper. They didn't have the best wings. Best wings, I would probably either have to go CJ's. Oh, CJ do got or... Dang, you really didn't say something when you said that. CJ's or Brothers. Mm. Brothers got better mild wings. But no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Brother, brothers had good, like actual wings. Mm-hmm. They could have. They could have had way more sauces. I'm just saying in terms of wings. Brothers had good wings. But in, 
in the whole <laughs> overall experience, I have to go TJ's because TJ's had good flavors and great sized wings that were actually cooked well. See, that's a real breakdown right now. I'm that's all we <laughs> eat up here. <laughs> that's a real breakdown. <laughs> so, man, we're gonna be on the road a lot next season. Like Malik and I have been talking, we're gonna be at the horseshoe. We're taking the show on the road. Okay. Podcast is gonna be at the horseshoe for game one. You 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 still got the connect for the PJ? What's up? What's up? What's good with it? <laughs> I see what we can do. That's right. That's right. That's right. Here we go. Here we go. Exclusive. Exclusive here on the Lucky Lefty. <laughs> Yo, it's been a blast, man. You can officially certify Jerron Jones as a longtime friend of the program right here on the Lucky Lefty podcast. We appreciate everybody that joined us today. We gave you a little bit of everything. We went through Marcus Freeman's uh, press conference. We talked about the competition, identifying the best players. We talked about the change in the depth chart, uh, the injury to Josh Lug, Ryan Barnes and Prince Colley moving up, practicing with the ones and the twos. And uh, we gave you the uh, lucky level. What, man, what you playing right now? You, what, what you playing right now, JJ? Oh, you know. Malik know what I'm playing. Yeah, I know. I know what he's playing. I'm going to hey, get on right after. Malik, Malik, Malik's been running from me in Madden for about two months, JJ. Oh, oh Malik God. don't want to play nobody in Madden. Last time I played Malik, Malik know what that Listen, Last time I played. Listen. He, you made him put the stick down? Hey. He talking Malik, about some, oh, hey. I've been, look, my record in Madden that Notre Dame is impeccable. This is like, this, this, impeccable. This is impeccable. Don't, don't, impeccable. Don't, don't get me wrong. This was like Madden. Which was this like man like fifteen? Had the Sean, don't let him don't let him get you messed up, Sean. Twenty one zip, twenty one nice zip now. in the first quarter. Well, anyway, Malik, Malik, it's been, don't it's been no a great problems. podcast, Rob. It's been a great podcast. He don't want no problems. Malik don't want no problems. Malik, Malik, Malik can use that. I'm a quarterback excuse. I'm gonna throw the ball over all over the field. Whatever. Follow follow but my Twitch channel. I, I play great. I play great defense. Follow my Twitch that. channel. You're gonna love. You're gonna love to see the dubs <laughs> I put up on Madden. Yeah, get on Twitch right now. Put it on Twitch right now. I'm gonna get on Twitch. I'm gonna get on Twitch and I'm gonna show y'all boys. I'm gonna show y'all. Nolan Esparza said, "If right you guys play the show, Nolan, I play the show. I, oh, I got the show too. I, yeah. I play the show too. Yeah, I play the show too. So we might have to drop gamer tags in here now." Malik's been running, JJ. So I, hey, I put it. Change it on my name. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, we got to end on that one. I'm gonna here's put my, my gamer, gamer tag, tag next. No, nope, here's my gamer tag. Yeah, Juan Lozado is right. Malik don't don't duck and playing Madden because he got Mayfield as quarterback. You I'm probably, rocking with no, Joe Burrow. I ain't rocking. He's riding for Joe. I, he's playing with Joe Burrow all day. There you go. I That's know. my gamer tag. Just <laughs> put the gamer tag in there. <laughs> Yeah, Here we go. This has been fantastic, Jerron. We got to have you back on soon, man. And hopefully, if you get a chance to get up to the horseshoe, get up to Columbus, we'll have you on the uh, live podcast from the first game in 2022. That's right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Come on, I'll definitely pull up. Hey, everybody, subscribe, share, like. You know what to do. Hit that like button. We give you great content. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. No. <laughs>
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.